and we're live. Good afternoon. Welcome to a chilled out Sunday with Solo and me, the BFG. I can't around that. <laughs> Welcome to episode 25. The quarter century is upon us. I know. 25. How quick's that? I know it's scary how quick that's gone, isn't it? It doesn't seem five minutes since your good lady sat there saying, you two ought to be recording this. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Literally. It's Sunday afternoon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Hello, everybody in chat. Do you want me to say hello to a few people? Yes, yes, please, if you want to. Right, I've little, little, got the list up. Let me drag the list up. Who have we got? We've got BFG. Hello, BFG. You're in chat. Mannix. <laughs> My eyes are not doing right. Now, I'll let you do it tonight. <laughs> no problem, right. mate. Right, I'll just let you all know, I have been suffering with a mega, mega migraine, so I am a little bit delicate. My eyes are sore as old. <clears throat> Good afternoon, Dion. Thank you for joining us, mate. Gav, we couldn't start without you. We had to wait for you to arrive. Ben, dude. Mr. Hawks, good afternoon. JP, nice to see you, mate. Nice guys, little bit vapey. How are you doing? Uh, Puffin Billy, the ever wonderful Rachel. Rachel, Huggles. <laughs> Some bloke called Solo. <laughs> totally pleased to see you, mate. And Timmy. Dude, if we had the vape shop, you in that suit, you would get the job. Yes, definitely. Very dapper, mate. Very dapper. Imagine going to work like that every day. <laughs> Cost you a fortune in dry clean. Technically, I have not gone far left. <laughs> always moderate, dear boy, always. <laughs> so, old Pee-wee. Pee-wee. Oh. Good to see you. Well, I hope everybody's had a fantastic weekend so far. We've obviously we've got Expo next weekend, so it's the big one. I know. So obviously Ooh. no live show on Sunday. No live show Sunday. If you want to join us on Thursday for the M service, we'll be going through a few do's and don'ts for the uh, anybody that's not been at Expo before. If if you have been at Expo, then you can throw in your experience. Oh, your experience. Indeed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't mean anything sort of past the gender sign, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you mean boo? <laughs> Gav, we're going to be busy, mate. <laughs> yes, it's the start of half term. <laughs> it's the start of half term, oh dear. Yes, my two are off as well. Mm. So I'm expecting half a house when I come back from work this week. <laughs> uh. It's going to be fun. <laughs> oh, he felt a bit posh. In. Timmy says he felt posh. He looked posh. He looked very dapper. Yeah, he looked really good, mate. He really did. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's weird because when Expo now has become like Christmas and Easter, so October, you know... You build yourself up, you've got that, and then you start looking forward to May almost immediately. So, Abby, yes, Abby. you almost got here on time. I'm impressed. <laughs> Bloody 
Gosh, yeah. <laughs> oh, superb. Oh, not good. What's that? Rachel's eldest has a birthday on Friday, so she's expecting presents. How de- does she not realise Expo costs? <laughs> she's expecting... Didn't she have one last year? <laughs> Dear Lord. Jeez, how many times did they want one? <laughs> Every year, apparently. It's just not... How, how dare they? <laughs> Very um, poor timing in your part. Couldn't you have held Chris off for a couple of days, Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> bigger telly that's a secret bigger telly <laughs> uh, oh bless so <laughs> expo does cost a fortune mate but it, it can does. cost what the once you got over the travel costs it costs what you make it mm. yeah i mean there are bargains out there still it's well worth having a look it may not be the newest kit Oh, there's always some bargains. Some oh, real I, bargains. Yeah. EH Pro had a nice rummage box last time and uh, got the VKs, didn't we, for 20 quid from... Yeah. Uh, what's that? Oh. Gordon Bennett. What's the name of the firm that makes them? Omier. Yeah, Omier. 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 Yeah, we got the Omier for 20 quid. I think there were... We got the that um, oh what was it called now? Is it the VX five three zero from IV sticky for forty quid. Mm. Yeah, so you did awesome. well on that. Mm. And then the the year before you got your little pouch and camo mod, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that one. That, that were how much was that? I think that were only. I think that were forty pound as well. Mm. But that was a full kit, wasn't mm. it? Tank? And that was the, the RDA. I didn't even know I had an RDA in it. <laughs> Lethal, my lovely, how are you doing? Lethal, kid? big bro. <laughs> how are you doing, kid? I hope you're all right. So, bit of a chilled eclectic one, mainly in, in reverence to Mark's banging head. Yeah. Bless him. <laughs> Nothing too heavy. <laughs> Honestly, I have. It's not, I say not often, I haven't had a migraine for quite some time. But yesterday, honestly, I couldn't get my head off a pillar. Bless oh, you. Honestly, it was like, uh, no, <laughs> uh, no. And my eyes, honestly, my eyes can't, don't stop streaming. Oh, not good, dude. No, I've not been, not been good at all. So it's very, very quiet and chilled show today. <laughs> yes, very. There's no ranty. <laughs> no ranty, no. <laughs> Really, I can see why it cost you 110, but to come out with a keen and a fussy at that price, you did well, mate. Well, there's definitely some uh, expo. There's definitely some bargains to be had, unless oh, obviously, that. if you're wanting the latest and greatest, then maybe you'll have to pay probably just a little bit less than what you'd buy, uh, pay mm-hmm. for normally. But if you're after something that's you know, Saying three months that, old, six months old, there's some bargains to be had. The Kelpie which was released just prior to Expo, actually had a slight bit of markup on Yeah, it Expo, did, didn't it? Didn't it? Yeah, it was slightly About five or more expensive. Mm. That may become a thing, I don't know, but there are definitely still bargains to be had. Obviously, the October is more about the juice. Mm. I would expect that if you're looking for CBD, you, no doubt it will be there. 
what quality it will be is a different matter, but, you know. Oh, normally also. I mean, Expo in October is normally the quieter one <clears throat> compared to May. Because May, everyone's releasing stuff. Mm. Um, Saying but, that, though, Dove Poe have got some new, uh, new kit out. Which it's, the it's the signature chips that I'm quite interested in. The signature chips topside. Yeah, we were talking about this before mm. we came on. Interesting looking bit of kit. Ironically, ben... someone's just put that in, in chat. <laughs> Grumpy old paper. Who's that? Oh, good old Ben. Yeah, that's that's something I won't mind. I don't know how much it's going to be. But that's <laughs> to me, those, those are famous last words. Not looking for hardware this time. We'll see how well that goes. <laughs> No, to be honest with you, I'm not looking at pardon me, anything to buy, hardware-wise. No, I must admit, I don't think my budget's going to stretch to it this year. So, mm. Although, wasn't it last year that you bought that big homoosive uh, Metamod? Oh, the Vapor Giant. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, last October. Mm. That was my stacked... Uh... <laughs> yeah, that was stacked. Let's let's just say it's bigger than Chris's. Mm. Mm. Yes, it is, and it's shiny. It's very shiny. <laughs> I ain't seen him use it for a while, so he is still using it. Oh yeah, mm. I, t I tend not to use it stacked. I tend to use it broken down, but uh, mm. it's still a very nice vape. Mm. On a Friday evening, as is my want, I shall reach out. Grasp the big boy in one hand and then thoroughly enjoy it all evening. <laughs> and then you'll vape afterwards. Of course. <laughs> oh, I'll have to remember to set it up so you can see, Chris, because it is a beast. It's stacked 26 650s. Mm -hmm. It's a monster. <laughs> He's got a rather big one. <laughs> Never mind the length, feel the width. <laughs> yeah, the girth on it as well. I mean, come on, twenty six six fifties. Yeah, I was surprised Own Boy's not on the exhibitors list, Rachel. To be honest, um, is Own Boy going? Yes. No, apparently not. All right. I haven't seen him on the exhibitor list, and oh, I thought. Jules. You did, Jules. You came in just at the right point because Jules has got a girthy one as well. She has. Mm. Yeah, she's got a very girthy one. Well, it's Stevie's, but he lets her use it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Vapor Giant is a lovely bit of kit. Mm. Got a ridiculous amount off there because, I mean, that was 80 quid. Mm. No... The prices I saw, even though it was an older bit of kit, you were still looking at 120, 130 on some sites. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Mm. I mean, you have to go, but, sometimes you have to go searching, but sometimes there's some right bargains to be had. Too right. I mean, if we spot any, please do feel free to come across and have a chat. And if we've spotted any bargains, mm. we will uh, spread the love, as it were. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I remember getting, uh, I think it was Jules that mentioned it to me. I can't remember which expo it was, but they were no, it wasn't. It was Bunny. It were uh, vaping Bunny, and they were getting rid of Mex, 
little 18650s, but there was... Um, oh, I'm trying to think who, who made them. I think, have I still got one? I think I have. And they were like 20 quid. With sleeve, you know, with um, wood sleeve and everything. Oh, yeah, they were really nice. Nice. Hmm. Oh, oh dear, your yo, yo. sound doesn't sound very good. Oh, you've got a Dalek going off there. Oh, God. <laughs> You're Dalek in it. Exterminate. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah, they were about 20 quid though. I'm trying to think what they were from. One second, I've got to have a look. Yes, I am in big problems. Oh, I've got it. I must have given it away. Yeah. Oh, I've given it away. I do that with mechs. Yeah, we're a lovely little mech. We're only 20 quid. Are you back with us, Steve? No, we've lost you completely. <laughs> Right, one, two, and yeah. we're back. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah, sorry I went a bit darky there. What was that? I've got no idea. It just it, it seems to be a, a cock up, uh, cock up Sunday so far. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. We're back. We're back with a little bit of Bob. <laughs> So what are you vaping on, kid? On Come on, what are you vaping um, on? Right, we're on the micro, and in that I've got the uh, the salts black ice, which is very nice on this cold and dank day. And the off next mesh, and in that the last dribbles of my banana milk. Ooh. I must try and get a bottle in before uh, Expo. Because I do like banana milk when I'm walking around Expo. It's lovely and huggy. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a huggy flavour. It's one of those that just makes you think back to when you were a kid and it's nice and it's snuggly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We said it was going to be a chilled one. Oh, it's a very chilled one today. <laughs> <laughs> Good afternoon, Saint. Good to see you, mate. Good to see you, kiddo. Oh, so, what are you on? Not a lot, really. It pretty much like I was on on Thursday. Um, Twisted Messers 24 Pro with the Eclipse cap on the Hex. That's got me homebrew lemon in it, and I'm on me uh, Kylin M with the MVV2. That's oh. it, and obviously uh, Vimto vintage. Very Vimto. nice. Mm, I'm getting through that. It's not my favourite, gotta admit, it, but it's mm. all right. It's all right. It's, there's that much of it. I've, it's all. I'm determined to uh, <laughs> finish I'm all, it. I'm also on. This one, which is the I have to look what it's called now, the double up from uh, GFV Go for Vapes. Mm. On that one, and I'm on me uh, little flex one as well, my little mouth to lung jobby. Uh, I'm still enjoying that one, it's really nice. So, 
that, that's that's all I'm on really. Yesterday hardly oh. vaped a vaped thing, so uh, yeah. No, I must admit it's it's report weekend, so I've been battering those and uh, oh, severely, severely <laughs> Good morning, Julie. <laughs> now there's a mental image to play with. <laughs> certainly is right who didn't catch solo on the boe me i didn't know <laughs> shame you didn't mate it was a cracker was it a good Absol- show absolutely brilliant show two and a half hours of pure giggles i enjoyed it, it was lovely do you know something i mean i've known uh gail and bunny for oh years and years and years and we've never ever cast Never done it. I think the only time that we, me and Gail have cast was when there was doing a charity, uh, one of the early charity ones, and that were it. So, yeah, it was lovely. It was ace. It, it was so... Uh, I loved the way you broke Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> if you're wondering where he breaks Bunny and how, merely look for the phrase 50 grams... Of Old Alban. No, Golden Virginia. Was Golden quiet. Virginia, sorry. <laughs> Golden Virginia. It's a highlight for me. Because the mental image just went bump. <laughs> I race. It was... Obviously, I don't go on many other people's shows, so it was really nice to go on somebody else's show. Mm. I, I and, enjoyed it. And joined by Mr Mullen, no yeah. less, at the end. Yeah, nice. we saw uh, a little bit of his uh, RDA that's coming out. That was quite yes. interesting, and we even saw the deck. The the deck did look interesting. It did, didn't it? Yeah, very so, interesting. So. so, by all accounts, he's going to be having the um, test the beta version. He's going to get that when he goes to Expo. So, mm-hmm. hopefully, we'll be able to have a proper look. Mister Mark, have you seen Julie's comment there? Ooh. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah. Julie, if you ever want to come on show, you're more than welcome. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I would just remind you clothing's optional, but... <laughs> <laughs> At least I think it'd the... be absolutely awesome if she'd do it straight from the uh, four post to bed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now... Now, some uh, some reason. Can you remember the big breakfast? Yes. Can you remember with Paul Yates? Yates on the bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saint, that's not nice. I never look at red tube, mate. <laughs> Julie, honest, get in touch, love. Yeah, definitely. Be awesome. That would be awesome. But. Uh, yeah, have I missed one from Lethal? I was Lethal, sir. I don't know. I missed Voka. Good afternoon, Voka. Voka. Well, good, good morning. Mo- Is it good sure. morning? I'm trying to think. Is it forward or backwards? It's got to be backwards, hasn't it? Yeah, it's probably three hours. I'm three, four sure. hours. In Dubai, isn't it? Yeah, but it's probably about ten in the morning. No, it'd be after mm-hmm. the evening. 
Volker, what time is it, please? Can you put us out of our misery? It's, e it's evening. It's evening. It's got to be are. evening. Yeah, I thought it would have been. Mm. Stand corrected. We are three, three hours, hours ahead. ahead. Right, so we're looking at roughly half five then. Yeah. Cool. It's tea time. Oh, that reminds me. Mm -hmm. I've got to sort tea out. Oh. Yes, I, I have a cheeky little pork casserole with apple and cider and a little creme fraiche sauce. Mm -hmm. mm, very nice. Well, she who must be obeyed will have been freezing her threepennies off in the fields all day, so... And I thought I would do something nice. And Julie, it's uh, nearly half past eight in the morning. Mm. Mm. Coffee and a croissant. Mm. <laughs> or maybe... Uh, is it Bernier's? Oh, what's... Oh, I'm, I'm trying to think. It's like... Think shoe pastry sort of donut. Mm. Smothered in, uh, I think it's Bernier, and uh, and they're just smothered in powdered sugar, and you normally have those with a chicory coffee. In New Orleans. Uh, really? <laughs> Bit chilly then. <laughs> yeah, Bernier. <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> oh. Timmy, they are little mouthfuls of heaven, mate, especially with a hot coffee. Oh. What, Julie's nipples? No! <laughs> I was being... I was actually being the clean one there. <laughs> oh, Bunny's... Bunny's broken him. I know. <laughs> exactly. Nipples and hot coffee do not mix. Yeah. Not unless you're into that sort of thing. Well. But... <laughs> it's more ice cubes. Hmm. Well, ice cubes and candle wax. Hmm. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. No, no. Mouthful of ice cubes. Get rid of the ice cubes. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, no, those those beignets are absolutely gorgeous. Hmm. They're just like little sort of shoe pastry, depending on where you go. Some places is more donut-y, hmm. but uh, no, we're not talking about puff-puff snipples. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, I'm still scarred after that. <laughs> Almost as bad as Chris's. <laughs> oh, oh, right. I suppose we'd better... Uh... <laughs> Timmy, you little deviant. <laughs> Clamps on at 12 volts. <laughs> Oops, wrong show. <laughs> Timmy! <laughs> oh, camp chicory coffee was nothing like the real thing. And so I am partial to a little fresh brewed uh, chicory coffee. <laughs> Dusted with powdered sugar. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh they are. Mm. We better be talking pastries here. <laughs> oh right, oh, sorry. <laughs> ah. Hi, Frank. How Hi, you Frank. doing? How you doing, kiddo? Good of you to join us, mate. 
And oh, fabulous. Mine, Julie's the right, the right part of the country for that, isn't she? Yeah. Right part of the country for what? Beignets and the chicory coffee and all those, that bead business. That all the beads? Yeah, she's, she's New Orleans, isn't she? Yeah, New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. So there you go, the beads at Mardi Gras and... The... Yeah. Just got to be mm. careful, you know, sort of like voodoo and all that lot. It's all good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> see? See, so see the thing you... is, though, if we're live and all of a sudden it's <laughs> not going like that, you know what she's done. She's made a little, little doll. <laughs> No, you're just having a crafty stroke. <laughs> so hold on. Does that mean the ladies of New Orleans, if you don't cut the mustard in the, the brass poster, you're going to feel a sharp prick when you're in the shower? <laughs> there you go. It's, we're learning everything new all the time. <laughs> No, I mean, what a, what a part of the world. Mm. Oh, you're not kidding. The music, the food. Mm. I mean, oh, the the sort of running rampant through the po'boys in New Orleans. Oh. oh. <laughs> Cheers, Paul. Can <laughs> <laughs> I dig it? <laughs> and then Jimmy follows that up with, I love a good prick. <laughs> <laughs> right, let us move on. <laughs> as much as I don't want to, the you know the press bed does sound rather nice. Let us move on because we found uh, a new story mm. which didn't appear to be getting a lot of uh, which one traction. The one from UK Via. Oh yeah, I I was a little interested. Um, the national uh, UKV has launched an unprecedented media campaign to combat harmful scare stories. So they've had enough of the misinformation and uh, they want vapors to be able to help with making the switch. Now we've got another new story that fits in with that, which shows basically that vaping is working. Mm. And it actually gives a figure, so it's, it's quite interesting. So national newspapers, I and Metro, featured a full-page message from uh, UK Via, which states, we understand the recent reports of lung illness in the United States may be worrying for the 3.6 million vapors in the UK and for the millions of smokers looking to make the switch. Um, so they, they've started the national campaign, Fats Not Fiction, which reassures the 3.6 million vapors that British vaping standards are not only robust, the products are highly regulated, and cases of illness in the US have been linked to the black market THC, which we, we as the hobby is still well aware. So they offer a three-part advice to vapors and smokers, which is products should always be purchased from trusted business and under no circumstances bought from street sellers. I wouldn't have put it like that. No. Because that ties in with the, the stakes too much for me. Mm. You know, uh, ask for advice on how best to switch to vape products from experts or specialist vape, shop, vape shops if you need it. Um, 
And then finally, you can report concerns about any particular vaping product to the Medicines and Health Products Registry Agency, the MHRA, which run the Yellow Card Scheme, which has been going for a number of years mm. and isn't always that well advertised. No, it's not. But um, I think it ought to be, to be honest. Mm. You know, it's a tool. If you're, If you are concerned about vape products... You know, they are the people to report it to. Do you know what I would like to see? Go on. I know it might sound a bit unusual, but what I would like to see, I think I've mentioned it before. You know when you go to a restaurant and they have that green card with the one to five? Mm. I think vape shops should have that. I like that idea. Mm. So that you mm. can go into a vape shop and on the, uh, the window or wherever, you can actually see what their score is. Mm. You'd have to have an audited score, though. It, w- it couldn't just be off customer feedback and things. I mean, no, you no, would no, have no. to be a professional audit. But mm. uh, no, I, I think it's a great idea. Mm. Um, I mean, to be fair, UK via they're not. I'm not the biggest fan. However, they do seem to be making the right noises. Um, I'm just very surprised that this story hasn't had more airtime. Mm. I am. I'm quite surprised because I hadn't heard it until you mentioned it. I mean, VPZ uh, up in Scotland have uh, joined with them in this. And VPZ has also hit back at recent scare stories about vaping and back to national campaign to provide vapors and smokers with facts, not fiction. Mm. Um, so Doug Mutter, the... The VPZ Director of Compliance and Manufacturing says we need to call out these scare stories for what they are, as they run the risk of driving people back to smoking, which would have a massive impact on public health. True. That's why VPZ are backing this national campaign to give uh, smokers and vapors the facts. We're already seeing people coming into stores asking questions, and staff are very happy to take the time to correct misinformation. Uh, And as he said, not everybody's going to do it. Hmm. So, it would be nice to see, you know, B&M's doing that as as a standard. You know, um, I mean, as I've said before, we're very lucky. Uh, Redford and Workshop have got two brilliant companies. Um, I was in It's Not Smoke uh, Saturday, mm. and... Uh, they were doing the usual outstanding, you know, giving advice, helping out customers with problems. It's the first time I've seen seen them actually help somebody look at a product that they didn't purchase from that shop. You know what I mean? Mm. It wasn't the case of, oh, you didn't buy it here, we're not interested. Sat down and did... <laughs> yeah, thanks, Julie. You just completely thrown me off my thread there. <laughs> Oh, to be cursed with such a fabulous imagination. <laughs> well, Julie, have a wonderful shower. And don't forget yes. to clean behind your ears. We will be with you in body, if uh, in spirit, if not body. <laughs> <laughs> so, on to uh, more oh, news. Chris has just woken up from his Sunday afternoon sleep. Oh, bless you, Chris. <laughs> so, 
data collected by the Smoking Toolkit study shows e-cigarettes may have saved as many as 70,000 lives in the UK per year and suggests that the number is probably higher. So the amount of smokers dropped in significantly when the number of UK vapors plateaued in 2015. The number of successful quit smoking attempts dropped. Hmm. But when the numbers were crunched, researchers found that e-cigarettes had saved the lives of between 50,700 to 69,930 smokers. Jeeps. That's a lot of people. That is a hell of a lot of people. Um, so the study builds on population surveys and clinical trials that found e-cigarettes can help smokers to stop. England seems to have found a sensible balance between regulation and promotion of e-cigarettes. And I know we whinge about it, but it's true. Mm. Uh, marketing is tightly controlled, so we see very little use of e-cigarettes by never smokers of any age, while millions of smokers who are using them to try and stop smoking or to cut down, it's succeeded. Um, do we want to do states? You can do. Well, the latest is that uh, judges have, in two separate states have overturned the current ban on flavours. So Oregon and Montana were given a temporary stay and judging Massachusetts will be asked to lift similar ban on Monday. So tomorrow. Mm. This now makes a total of four bans overturned and vaping technology is doing a brilliant job getting, you know, putting the boot into these bans. That's awesome. It's, it's good news. Well, I, I'm still... In, Still a little taken aback by little Miss Hissy Fit. Was it uh, Michigan? Mm. Yeah. And I, yeah if I was she, about... changed, she changed the tune as well, didn't she? One minute it was about the uh, THC side of it and it's killing people, and the next minute it's about children. So she mm -hmm. can mind up what it's about. But to well, be honest I... with you, she, she, let's be fair, when you see that interview with her, I mean, it's got medical particles in it. Well, what's a medical particle? I mean, they, they, it just, just proves that they haven't, they haven't got a bloody clue what they're talking about. Has she been sucking on bits of Doctor? I <laughs> say. <laughs> what, what I didn't realise was, and Jared's uh, excellent vlog over the weekend sort of opened my eyes to, was the fact that the court had actually said it was unconstitutional what she'd done. Mm-hmm. So good luck taking to that one to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Because you're expecting them, A, to turn over another judge's ruling, mm. but B, to condone something that's been deemed as unconstitutional. Yeah. Mm. And it is. It's, it's totally um, abuse of your uh, powers. Total mm. abuse. Just yeah. for your agenda, which is, uh, yeah. Well, like we said, you either follow the money or you follow the elections. One of the, one or the two will be involved. Hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, she's an idiot. That's the one. Well, As she... Frank's just confirmed. Yeah, <laughs> Frank's confirmed. Yeah, well, she is. I mean, if you're going to start um, griping about something, at least know about it. Oh, God, yeah. At least know what you're talking about. That would put half the politicians in the world out of the jobs. Then half the politicians in the world need to lose their job. <laughs> you ain't kidding. Because it's so, absolutely scary when you think about it that these people, 
that know absolutely, and they're not interested in knowing either. It wouldn't be so bad if they were so like slightly misinformed, but tried to learn about what they're talking about. These are the people that are making your policy of your how you live your life. Now, you've just reminded me of something. That, um, oh God, I believe it was uh, one of the states in California. sure it was they showed a little bit uh, of this lady speaking at one of the hearings and she was actually on the bench mm. so she wasn't giving evidence she was receiving evidence and she spoke about the protection of, of kids yeah but did it in such a way that you honestly believed she was in it for the kids and then when she turned around and said, these knee-jerk reactions to flavours aren't protecting who we want them to, yeah? Mm. You are impacting adults on gaining help with smoking, etc. And all of a sudden, it went from one of them to somebody that was actually taking uh, an educated, mm. reasonable stance. She, uh, she was awesome. She was. Oh, I really wish I could uh, remember who it was because I'm sure Ben's probably got it on his. Uh, I know this she... is one I shared. I forget her name now. I actually started following her on uh, Twitter. The the blonde lady with the yeah. bob. Mm. That's the one. Yeah, and she was talking about how her children. She was talking to her kids. That don't yeah. vape, they don't do any of that, but who showed her mum how they can get hold of vape products. Yeah, and and that was the strongest bit of her argument. If mm. you want to find out, ask the people. Yeah. Yeah, she, she kind she of was brilliant. Kind of, uh, <clears throat> how can you put it? It was a bit of breath, a breath of fresh air hearing that. Oh right, well, uh, here we are. CA supervisor Crispin Gasper. That's it. She is honestly. Go check it out on YouTube because it it is an absolutely you got the link. brilliant bit. I have. I'm just going to copy it now. Hopefully you didn't hear that. Here we are. That is Miss Gasper uh, on camera, and it really is worth watching. It was brilliant. Mm, it was an absolutely brilliant. Ten minutes she were on there, weren't she? Something like that. By that, yeah, and and she put her colleagues to shame. Up and down the country, she put her mm. colleagues to shame. It, um, it, what I liked about it was that it, she was talking, not down at people or up at people. She was just saying it as it is, mm. literally as it is. It, it was brilliant, mm. and the the fact she'd actually asked her kids. Mm. No condescension about it. It was a case of, right, if you wanted to get hold of it, how do we do it? Yeah. And now the use of Snapchat surprised me. Yes, yeah, Snapchat did surprise me because she was talking about a uh, guy that was at college and he was living off campus. Yeah, dealing weed. Dealing weed all through uh, Snapchat, which I thought was, Wow. Well, it, it opens uh, it opened my eyes to the possibility because I'd never considered Snapchat. I thought WhatsApp, yeah, because it's all encrypted and it's end to end. Mm. 
so it makes it very difficult for somebody to eavesdrop on the on the conversation but the thought of using snapchat to sort of sell thc and, and weed hmm. just I, it never crossed my mind because yeah. when you think let's be right when you think snapchat you think willies and bums don't you hmm. yeah that's what it was predominantly used for when okay. it first started but I think I think we maybe I don't know. I mean, are we slightly out of touch ourselves with getting what, there? What youth? <laughs> uh, or I mean, I still feel myself a kid as, as it is now. But what they're using, we are out to date with it. Luckily, most of it's based on tech that we are comfortable with. Um, oh, Paul reckons that Snapchat's a portal to the dark web. Quite possibly. I mean, the, it doesn't take a second to share an onion link once you're in there. Mm. You know, um, I would say that if anybody's sort of seen stuff on the dark web and says, "Oh, I fancy trying that," don't. Never been on it. <laughs> but I, I consider myself fairly tech savvy. Yeah. yeah? I know how to protect my arse, mm. all the rest of it. Uh, I had to go on there for a bit of research for something, which sounds dodgy, but it wasn't. <laughs> and I was horrified what I came across. Mm. And the problem is, because they're onion links, you do not see what you are linking to. It's called an onion link. Yeah. it's it, most Most of the access is through Tor. And Tor is designed to act, it makes you anonymous, but by it makes all the data look the same. Mm. So there's nothing that identifies it. It was uh, developed by the US Navy as a way of encrypting communications. And oh, yeah. it's, it's been sort of latched onto. Um, it has a number of inherent weaknesses. Um, it's not good. Basically, it will route your signal, for want of a better word, through various machines, yeah? Hmm. So think of it like an extended network, yeah? So if you whack in, the, dependent on what your link is coming through, you could be in the UK, and there's maybe four or five different links within the route that your information's taking. Yeah. So the first link could be in Amsterdam, the next link might be in Japan, the fourth link might be in the UK. The final link may be in the USA. Mm. Yeah. The only problem you've got is you don't know who's controlling that machine that your information is going through. Mm. Which, if you were looking for the more salacious material that's available, and we're not talking nice salacious material, we're talking horrible stuff, that could be the FBI. Yeah. Right. A, a, a lot of the... Uh, Security services are well aware of, of Tor, etc. Et mm. So uh, they do tend to make it a priority bust, and then they will leave it as a honey trap. Right. You know, you've seen these stories coming out of the States where so many paedophiles were traced back through their IP address. Yeah. A lot of the sources of that information is because there's a Tor node that's been discovered, right. and then they literally just use that to gain the information so dark web no not a place of 
I know people that do it as a profession and won't touch it. Yeah. It's a scary place. And it's like an iceberg, like uh, Abby's just said. There's the internet, which is the nice bit at the top. That's a bit in the sunshine, yeah? Mm. And the deeper into the dark web you go, the darker and darker it gets. You may inadvertently find yourself on uh, on a list somewhere that you don't want to be on. But anyway, I know this sounds a bit weird, but I was watching something a few, oh, a few months back and there was a thing going around, especially to do with the dark web, that people were leaving USB sticks. Yeah. The stuff, don't, the mystery boxes are ridiculous. Why anybody would buy them, I don't know. Because yeah. that you that USB could see you doing yeah. a fair whack of jail time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, That's you a... don't know what's on it. <laughs> no, got them. Oh, so like, I I got one to on about things like that. I got a spam. I I got an actual spam. <laughs> yes, I got. Where is it now? I've got to, got to show it you. Did it too. Oh. Excuse me. Here. I got one, did it? Uh, you can't see that. Uh, it says YouTube, you can just work it out. Cause I'll, mm. See if it unbrightens me. Your account's been locked, please re-enter your details. See if that does that. Can you, yeah, you can kind of see it. Well, it's yeah. turned around, and so I'll have to brighten it back up again. Sorry about that. There we go. It turns around. Now, the first thing that obviously you think, oh, this isn't right, is because it just says, Hello, and doesn't say my username. We've received a complaint that your channel has a lot of spam videos. Please check and edit the spam video we have marked by clicking on the link below. Otherwise, if you don't edit spam videos on your channel, your channel will be closed in 24 hours. Thank you for your patience in this process. <laughs> California. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Mm. I haven't clicked on the link, but just by the way. <laughs> Good lad. <laughs> so, moving on from the USA, let's just go up over the border, shall we? Please fry spamming garlic olive oil. <laughs> what was that? Paul says, please fry spamming garlic olive oil. Mm. Spam fritters. Salford. Hey, kidder. Hiya, Dave. So, Canada... Canada. Uh, Canada. Canada. There's been various hoo-ha about vaping over the recent months. And there's no official word yet from the Canadian government, but the uh, main cancer charity has dropped some interesting news. The Canadian Cancer Society says the new legislation includes province-by-province uh, province laws that include age, age restrictions, hmm. a limit to advertising and promotions. So the details they've given is the sale and supply to minors under 19 will be banned. Strange age. Hmm, 19. Yeah. I think there's Vaping. a couple of them in states that are 19, though, aren't there? Hmm. Hmm. Strange, strange, strange place. Oh, well, there we are. Rachel's just said that's almost as good as my Windows technical department call. Apparently, he's in my computer and I'm scared he's starved to death. <laughs> Visions of this little guy at the air intake going, help me! Help me. 
Mind the, the kittens would have had him by now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, vaping anywhere, inside public and workplaces, smoking is banned. Right, why use the word smoking if this is vaping legislation? Mm. But never mind. Uh, with the exception of vape shops where minors are not allowed to enter, but they do limit it to two people at a time only sampling a product. Yeah? Mm, that's a bit weird. It is. Sales wherever tobacco sales are banned. So I'm guessing vaping products within tobacconists would be banned. Uh, any kind of promotion in store except for point of sale showing availability and price, which includes duty-free shops, is banned. And all points of sale display except where miners are prohibited. Uh, and this does permit vending machines in adult-only venues, which sort of got my mind boggling. Where do I, what sort of vending machine would you get in adult-only venues? Hmm. Hmm. Which also includes duty-free shops. Hmm. <laughs> Does that mean there's going to be a dial-a-dildo machine or something somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> What a great idea. <laughs> and in another story from Canada, uh, apparently Health Canada is considering letting e-cigarette companies promote the health benefits of their products to the public. So they conducted a closed consultation last fall with the industry and health groups on health claims that the industry could use advertisements and promotional materials. And the current rules prevent vaping companies from making any health benefits whatsoever. So it may make an exception to allow e-cigarette manufacturers to use promotional statements that suggest vaping products are less harmful than cigarettes. Any statements would be supported by science expressed in clear terms to ensure tobacco users are better informed about the relative health effects. Um, so promotes promotional statements include switching completely from smoking to e-cigarettes reduces harms to your health. If you're a smoker, switching completely to vaping is a less harmful option. Um, health Canada haven't responded to questions about the proposed changes. And uh, of course, there's those that are against and, and those that are for. Um, it was interesting, though, to see that some of it was more medical that were against the idea. Mm. There still seems to be a long way to go. Yeah, the medical side, especially in Canada, don't seem to be that um, forward for uh, vaping. Mm. Well, uh, the chair of the Heart and Stroke Foundation, the professor at medicine at University of Ottawa, Andrew Pipe, said to him uh, it's one very small component of a much bigger health public health challenge mm. which requires regulation in a much broader and much more comprehensive manner i agree with him mm. i do agree with him you know regulation much better than prohibition oh yeah definitely always better reasonable though mm. it has to be there has to be a back backing in uh, information Mm. to it yeah uh just to say oh well kids might shouldn't be enough no 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 they need definite proof yeah and that's it for the news i know we uh we do tend to limit it on a sunday don't we, we dear do boy? yes because yeah. we've 
we've all been battered. Yes, yeah, it's the weekend. Jill. <laughs> well, yes. I, I was, uh, as I was going through the various stories, I did notice that, um, is it Dame Sally, what's her face? The ex-head of uh, Healthcare England. Oh, yeah. She stepped down, but she's still advocating for a flavour ban in the UK, which is mm. getting poo-pooed by most of her colleagues. Mm. Um, I was, I don't know. Oh, there are rumbles. I mean, let's face mm. it, we've got um, Ireland at the present moment with their rumbles. We've also got Scotland with their advertisement ban. Mm. But that seems to be looking into more than anything else. From what I've read, they're looking into it. Given that it was based on 20 complaints about the dual adverts? It was dual... Um, is it dual vibe and another one? But it was mainly about dual, mm. and it was more to do with, if I remember rightly, they did an advert in the cinemas. Yeah, and I think it was more to do with that than anything else. Interesting. Mm. Now, for arguing sake, that the advert in the cinema was for an eighteen uh, video. I can't, uh, you know, eighteen. A film. certificate film mm-hmm. I can't see there being a problem but for our sake it was for a 15 or lower a PG then yeah I can see the complaint well yeah true so can I um, but the thing we're... is it's not the the advertising standards don't classify it that way though do they hmm. maybe they should Maybe they should. I mean, uh, the, the, is it 888 vape or yeah. 808 vape on the back of the buses? That's around here, yeah. We get a lot yeah. of that. But talking to Gail, um, she was saying that theirs is a lot of jewel. Right. I mean, I can see why. If it, if it, if it's not in a age-restricted environment, mm. then, yeah, I, I, I can completely understand the ban on, on advertising because mm. we don't want kids getting interested by it. No. Yeah, it's crazy. It is a life-saving... All right, little strong there. It's a health-improving technology. Mm. Yeah? But it, it should only be aimed at the market that you're trying to improve the health of. Mm. Hi, Jay. And we've, we've always said, you know, anybody under the age of 18 has no business. No. So the only... Unless it was, like I said... Um, at the cinema and it was for I don't know a under 18 uh, film mm. it was advertised on by accident or on purpose I don't know but uh, unless you actually find out that information or the reasons why people was complaining about it I don't know mm. but it's like I said to Gail it might be a case of going through the the mill type of thing so like because they've had that um complaint they've got to do this procedure yeah uh, and i know the nhs work in the very same way mm. you know what if you get the complaint it has to be examined yeah you know um to see if there is any fault or anything that can be improved to stop it from happening again mm. which is fair enough <clears throat> 
Excuse me, I need to swallow a coffee. I'm getting a bit froggy. You're getting a little bit froggy. Mmm. Right, that's better. Well, given Sunday's more of a chill, and we don't like doing pure vape on a Sunday, I had a little idea. Oh, dear. Mmm. Well, we're going to be tying in with Thursday's show, because obviously we're going to be doing a bit of info for those who haven't been to Expo, or, you know, how to maximise the enjoyment of your day. Mm. I was thinking, well, what about the travel? You know, okay. some of us driving down for an hour or more, you know, if you're coming from the top end of the country, multiple hours drive or train. Audio books. Mm-hmm. Something I've been heavily into for a while. And um, just thought, well, it's something we haven't talked about. And there may be people out there that are interested. If not, turn off now. <laughs> we don't care. We don't need that sort of follower. <laughs> All right, we do. Sorry. Come back. No, no. Come back. Come back. No, um, I've... Oh, God, over a year now I've been subscribed to Audible. Mm. I I am an avid reader. You know, one of these people that has several books on the go in various parts of the house, and then when I visit that part of the house, I'll give it a couple of pages, yeah. Right, little boys' room mainly. Uh, some of them, some <laughs> of them. <laughs> <laughs> but what I have been found is... When I'm driving to work, it's you know it's a good half hour, mm. so stick the audio book on, and I'll get a couple of chapters out of the way by the time I hit work. Mm. I'm chilled, I'm relaxed, you know I'm actually in a fairly decent mood. Uh, my most recent one was the Bruce Dickinson autobiography. Mm. What does this button do? Which was absolutely brilliant. I've also done the Suggs. Yeah, you were on about that the other day. Yeah, absolutely brilliant autobiography. I, I loved Madness as a kid. Mm. So to hear all the stories from Two-Tone with the specials and the body snatchers and all the rest of it was absolutely brilliant. It took me right back. Mm. <laughs> I never realised Suggs was so old, though. How old is Suggs? Well, he was born in the 50s, so... Really? Because he was in his teens, he was in his teens, uh, well, early teens, towards the end of the 60s. Never. Uh, yeah. Because let's 13, face it, when 14. did Madness get going? The 80, was it 1980, 81, somewhere around? No, no, they, no. Were, they were formed back in 76, 77. Were they? Yeah. Blooming heck. First album, first album was 79. Well, Suggs was about 19 back then, so it was 59, 60 when he was born. Yeah. Grew up in Soho. Oh, there you are. He's 58 years old. Thanks, Jay. Oh, so he's 10 years older than me. Hmm. I didn't realise he was that old. So, what, were he, he was born in 61 then? Yeah, must be. Yeah. But uh, oh, that's older... not, he's not that old then. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. He's only been ten years older than me. I'm yeah. not old. You call me old, and I'm only three months older than you. Son. Yeah, but you are old. <laughs> yeah, pucker up, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, when you think about it, I mean, most of the people that we follow are <clears> going to be roughly about 10 years older than us. True, true. When we got into to music. Well, I was always an avid fiction reader. Mm. And it's only recently, I think as I've got older, you get more interested in the story behind. Mm. Which is why I started doing the autobiographies. Uh, I did Billy Connolly's first. Um, oh, the one that Pamela Stevenson yeah. did. That yeah. is awesome. That is such an awesome book. That. Surprisingly moving as well. Yeah. Not what you're expecting. No. But, uh, because so... he didn't... I love the bit about, especially him, he didn't start off as a comedian. He started off as a folk singer. Yeah. And when you do, I mean, I know because of, of doing gigs, in between your songs, you do a bit of banter. You know, you talk to the audience and you try and get them involved in that kind of thing. And with Billy, what happened was the parts of him doing the actual song got fewer and fewer and the actual talking to the audience got bigger and bigger. And that's how he became the comedian that he is now. Yeah. I mean... Blew me away with, with the humble bums. Because if you're going to start a band with anybody, Jerry Rafferty is the guy you want to exactly, start it yeah. with, isn't it? Oh, you're not uh, You know, um, for those that weren't aware, uh, Jerry Rafferty of Baker Street fame, mm. which is going back some, <laughs> was in the band with Connolly called the Humble Bums, which which were mm. quite chart, you know. Yeah, they were quite they were, successful, actually. Yeah, very successful. But. Uh, yeah, so it blew me away. And then Big Mouth's... Uh, is it Big Mouth? Yeah, Big Mouth Strikes Again. Mm. That's the follow-up. Yeah. Uh, that was that was pretty damn good as well. So, Another one that you're on about, I highly enjoyed Stephen Fry's. Yes. And yes. I've, I've got them both on the actual book and the audio book as well. And obviously he narrates the audio book. Um, but when you're actually reading the book, because I've got, I've got the book first... Mm. You can just hear him. The it's writing lovely, though, is it? brilliant. I mean, I've got a big, big love for uh, Stephen Fry. I really have. There's just something about that bloke. I think he's amazing, and the way he writes, so very, very. Oh, it was just like listening to him. I think Stephen Fry's grown as me, grown on me more as I've got older. But he always, he's vocabulary the way he speaks he always mm. makes me think of pg woodhouse or uh, oscar wilde oscar wilde definitely i mean he played oscar wilde didn't he well he did didn't he and, and what a film that was mm. but you know he, he always strikes me as that sort of very well educated excellent diction but he doesn't come across as patronizing mm. i think that's why qi was such a big hit yeah yeah but, uh no, wonderful bloke. But so I got thinking about these audio books, yeah. Mm. And there is so many more options than just Audible. Now, I don't know if people are aware of it, but there's a, a service called LibriVox. Okay. Yeah. Which is free audio books. They're not read by actors. They're not read by, how should we say, the great and famous. These are people that have volunteered. Now, not all of them are, are fantastically read. 
Not all of them are fantastic books, but there are the occasional gem, mm. especially in the older stuff. You know, the um, Anne of Green Gables, that sort of stuff, To Kill a Mockingbird, all the rest of it. Now, I was a bit of a literature snob. You know, I knew what I liked and all the rest of it, and I very rarely went outside of that. Mm. But having this Audible account, you know, you, you sort of thinking, well, that one's free. Why am I spending money when I can have a free one? And I have come across some absolutely stunning Sherlock Holmes. You know, the um, the, the various tales, your Hand of the Baskervilles, Studying Scarlet, Sign of the Four, etc. There are some really good free options out there. So it was just a thought that, you know, mm. if you were looking for a way to while away the hours. I'm just looking down here. You know, if you dig around a bit, Vic narrates audiobooks for a steampunk-based site. <laughs> I'd love to hear the outtakes for that, if that's yeah. true. <laughs> That'd be... Ah, oh, fuck it, close enough. <laughs> I mean, I've just recently bought um, a lot of my audiobooks, have I? You know, literally CDs. And the last one that I bought was Hellbound Heart by Clive Barker. Mm. And that was a... Oh, thank you very much. Oh, and I get biscuits as well. Must be three o'clock. Must be. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the last one I get. But I've got a load of Doctor Who uh, audiobooks. Well, they... Uh... They've just put a load of Doctor Who stuff on, which is a, a compendiums of the short stories. Mm. And they tend to group them around the, the actual Doctor. So I've got a load of the 10th, which mm. is uh, Tenant, and a load of Matt Smith stories. Mm. Uh, and if you're on the, even if you're on the basic subscription, you know, you, you get one token a month. So what I tend to do is save the tokens up for six months and then find stuff that's, you know, 20 hours plus. Hmm. Well, these Doctor Who ones are like 17 hours worth of stories. Quite often read by the original cast. Hmm. No. That's why I found about, out about McGowan. <laughs> McGowan? Hmm. He was absolutely brilliant as a Doctor. Hmm. Well, I haven't found any of the Big Finish stories yet. Hmm. But... Um, Trying to remember what publishing house they are. Random, I think. But um, it's, it's really good fish. books. Big Finish big is finish. the. They do the CDs and the, the mm. radio place sort all of ones. Mm. These are definitely just one narrator out of the book. Yeah. But they're really, really good. It's, the Don and Noble ones were surprisingly good because mm. I. Not my particular favourite companion, but uh, Doctor books. Donna. Nah. You want into Doctor Donna? Great storyline, absolutely mm. brilliant. But no, she never, never really hit it for me as a companion. No. Yeah, but I'm a bothered. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> bothered. I'm a bothered. <laughs> mm. Saying that, Martha never really 
hit it for me as a companion. But no, Martha didn't hit it with me. And I still say the best um, um, episode on that whole season was the uh, Weeping Angels. Mm. Oh, you ain't kidding. Sally Sparrow, I would oh. have liked to see her back. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you know, there was something about Sally Sparrow. They were really was. She captured that summit brilliantly. Very, very clever. Oh, I'm getting flack. Yeah, <laughs> uh, apparently, Dr. Donna was uh, Rachel's favourite. I like Dr. Donna. I thought it was clever little... It was clever. Mm. It started stretching the cannon a bit, but... Oh, no, I thought it was funny, especially when they got back together again. And, you know, the fat things. Yeah, there was a lot and more humour in that. a bit, bit more comedic, mm. which I, I... To be honest with you, when we found out that she was going to be in Doctor Who, I wasn't exactly thrilled. Because it was so like, she's, she was too famous in her own right as a comedian. Mm. But I think she, she played well. I really do. It's all right. Uh, Jay's just got me interested here. Apparently there's a crossover between Doctor Who and the Guardians. Really? Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Interesting. Yeah, I'm just having a look now. Dr. Minerva. Da, da, da. Doctor mm. and Ace, yeah, that would. I always felt sorry for him. I really do, especially that era of Doctor Who, because they just completely raped the budget out of Doctor Who then. Yeah, which, what, Sylvester McCoy deserved yeah. a lot better because yeah. he did make a great Doctor. He was a good Doctor. And I must admit, I think with Sylvester McCoy's run, the way they tied it in with different mythologies, mm. like Merlin, etc., in the Walls of Fenris. Yeah. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Mm. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I still think it was... You could tell, I mean, it was so like budgets were just mm. stripped, absolutely stripped. And, uh, yeah, such a shame, that. Well, yeah, I mean... The, th the thing that made me chuckle was River Song once, uh, you remember, oh, what was the name of it? The pan opening of Pandorica. Yeah. Yeah. River Song, when he was telling the tale about the the, uh, the good magician that created the Pandorica, you know, the legend behind it. Mm. And she went, I hate these stories. They always turn out to be him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. But have you found have you found this? Uh... Yeah, that's what I'm looking for now. Andromeda Galaxy. Oh, Jay's now saying I th he thinks it's Guardians. No, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued now because I did hear something about a Doctor Who crossover, even if it was just hinted at. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Tiberius. The ones with the cats freaked him out. You don't trust cats that stare at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that were, a, that were a sad one, that one, wasn't it? That was the one where they were all in that chamber and it was mm. giving them all illnesses. Oh, damn. Yeah, that were, uh, yeah. yeah. You guys see the ace thing they did for the anniversary of this special release of that era Doctor Collection? 
Do you mean the DVDs that they're bringing... Uh, no, sorry, the Blu-rays that they're bringing out. There's quite a few of them at the moment. Hmm. I think they're on, aren't they only up to Pertwee so far? No, they're uh, just done uh, Colin Baker. They've just released oh, no. that one. Now, me and Firstborn might have to get those. Because mm. Firstborn's a massive uh, original run Doctor Who fan. Mm. Uh, he just went out and bought the... Uh, Oh, the first Doctor, mm. Arnold. Oh no! He just bought a load of the episodes that are available on DVD, so it was awesome. Girl in the Fireplace has got to be one of my favourite yeah. episodes. Sorry, Rachel just brought that up. Yeah, but, it is mine. So, I thought it was so lovely that one. It was heartbreaking. Yeah, he was so sad. He was like, it was that, that final scene. Yeah. That final scene between King Louis and the Doctor, mm. where they're looking out the window and the body's just yeah. being taken off a burial. Oh. 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 And then you find out that the ship was called it after her. Yeah, that freaked me out. Mm. But uh, that, that was clever writing, that. Very, mm. very clever writing. Oh, the clockwork people were brilliant. Mm. I mean, that just, you know what that screamed to me? Douglas Adams. Yeah. That's the sort of thing Douglas Adams would have come up with. Yeah, he was very steampunky, wasn't he? Oh, it's brilliant. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. Mr. Summerfield. Greetings, sir. <laughs> yeah, so um, there is a many and varied range of uh, fixing out on Audible, but also in LibriVox. So, yeah. Google have you got the link it. for uh, LibriVox? LibriVox. Libra. Yes. LibriVox. Libra. As in book. It's not Spoken that. Book. Ben, it's Are You My Mummy? <laughs> are You My Mummy? <laughs> mummy! Mummy! <laughs> right, let's have a look. LibriVox archives. There we are. So it's LibriVox.org. Good afternoon, Vic. Hope you're well, kiddo. Now, what I will say is, I was most disappointed. So I've just whacked up the link. So it's LibriVox.org. So there's loads of uh, books available. Most of them are the older stuff. There's some very, you know, stuff like State of the Union Addresses by United States Presidents, 1889 to 1892. Stuff you would never listen to. But there's quite a bit of classic... Uh, classic fiction on there That's which was good, always nice though. to see i think it's yeah. nice that the three but this is it um some of the narration as i say because it's free and it's volunteers it isn't always the best but you do find gems in there hmm. it's absolutely great and for a long train journey you know as long as it's not too irritating the narration they're brilliant yeah because you're not Excuse carrying me. the book around <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, headphone users. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> oh, that were a tickle. Ah, sorry about that. I didn't even know that were coming. It was so wet. You know that lamb sip's supposed to go in water, right? You're not supposed to snort it raw. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> I think I'm going to sneeze again. I am. Oh, bless you. But if you're... Um, 
if you're a Amazon Prime subscriber anyway, yeah, you, you can, can get you can get a thirty day free trial of uh, Audible. Well, on the um, what's her face? Mm. Who you talk to? You can get free Alexa. Alexa. Mm. I try. I changed it to computer for a while. That was good. <laughs> Dave, what are you doing, Dave? That's <laughs> uh, when she started singing Daisy Daisy, I got worried. <laughs> Daisy Daisy <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're ever getting closer to that reality. <laughs> oh, God, are we? No, I mean, if you say, Alexa, stream me a free audio book... Yeah. There are free ones available. Um, there's some really good ones as well. Um, but if you've got a long journey coming up, like the one to Expo, might be worth just clicking that 30-day free trial. If you're worried about it charging you, yeah, just make sure you set a, a reminder on your calendar. Just cancel it a couple of days in front. I mean, especially if you're going on a long journey especially like people like Vic I mean he's mm. got a cracking hell of a long journey to get to Expo something like that would be perfect for him hold on Vic's got two breakfasts to eat he ain't got time to be listening to books <laughs> <laughs> sorry Vic <laughs> but yeah I oh, like a good old good man a terabyte hard drive on the laptop full of Doctor Who apps you can't awesome. follow that that's my sort of travelling. Yeah. <laughs> I must admit, I, I found... Um, you ever seen the BBC adaptation of Neverwhere? No. Absolutely brilliant. Lenny Henry was actually one of the producers. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Neil Gamain book, absolutely fantastic. Six episodes. Um, really captures the spirit of it. You can still find it on the uh, torrents if you if you look carefully, um, but that that is just that would be pure joy just to sit on a train and watch those. Oh, I'm just trying to find this one. Did you watch that one that the Lancashire University did on YouTube? That was brilliant. Really enjoyed that. To say yeah. it was the students doing it, yeah. yeah, and it had that '60s feel to it. Oh, didn't it just? Yeah, it was brilliant. That's it. Keep the keep the noise up, dear boy. No silences. <laughs> I'm trying to What's think what rubbish since. <laughs> Absolutely spiffing. Thank you, Black Country. Hope you're well, mate. You were uh, you expo next week, Black Country. Can't be that far from your gaff, surely. But, uh, I can't find it. Andy, Vickers are travelling. Greg's following him on a long journey. No need. Greg's is everywhere now. It used to be just a sort of north northern thing. Because I remember coming up the Teesside back in the uh, late eighties, and we always used to disappear at Greg's for a corned beef slice. Oh, they were fabulous. Oh. <laughs> oh, ah, that's, that's it. There you go. Mission to the unknown. Uh, mission to to the unknown res uh, recreation. Oh, full episode. What's it called? Uh, come on. 
Jules has just said she's going to record herself reading a few books and then give you all copies so you can hear my voice forever. <laughs> I know um, uh, Daily Vape TV, uh, Nick, he always keeps on saying he wants me to do audio books. He wants you to do bedtime stories. Yeah. He thinks I've got the voice for it. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Soul, Ohm. Yeah. <laughs> Whip crack away. <laughs> I have a pleasure room. <laughs> now, sorry, dude. Blackout and the red room's running through my head now. You've just spoiled it. <laughs> well, it was like when I was on... Uh... The bitches, they asked me if I had a pet. (laughs) (laughs) I say. I know. They know me so well. (laughs) It was still the shaved all wax that threw me. (laughs) Mm. We won't go into that too much on a Sunday afternoon, but uh, wow. (laughs) I was honest. Were you? I was amazed how honest you were. <laughs> oh, there you go. What's that? We've got a, we've got a new uh, suggestion. Vaping with Ken should do voiceovers and audio books. He has a fantastic voice. Mm. I still think Vic should do the Super Grant. You remember Super Grant? Back in oh, back in the eighties, yeah. Billy Connolly did the. Can you imagine Vic narrating the Supergram books? Yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. The Scunner Campbell. <laughs> uh, oh, Vic looks shocked at that. <laughs> yeah, uh, just just think of the retail, Vic. Yeah, you know? oh, you could start a whole new thing there. Yeah. Either, either that or Banana Man. <laughs> banana Man. <laughs> no. Saying that, Will of the Wisp. I think he'd be good at that as well. Evil Edna. Evil Edna. <laughs> Evil Edna. Adult version of Evil Edna. <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine it? The UK vape show version of the Evil Ed, of Willow the Wisp. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> it wouldn't be for kiddies. No. <laughs> Mind. Who played the effeminate Willow the Wisp? Mm, that is true. Oh, I don't think they'll have to get you. I say, how dare you. (laughs) Jay, you ain't kidding, mate. Only one person could do Willow the Wisp and he did it. Kenneth Williams was just absolutely brilliant. Oh, Kenneth Williams, yeah. Have you uh, watched his story? Because they did... Yes, yeah. Oh, boy. There was a man with a lot of demons. Oh, bless him, yeah. Um, They did a load of them. They did Hattie Jake... Mm. Uh, they did uh, Malcolm and Wise, um, Steptoe and Son, and obviously uh, Mr. Williams. Well, Mr. Williams, um, didn't they do a biographic with, oh, what's his face? Andy, oh, he played, he played the angel in Good Omens. Yeah, that's right, yeah. 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 Absolutely brilliant. He, he yeah, he did get right. shafted with the Carry On films. Mm-hmm. 
it, it was surprised. Well, I never realised. Um, oh, the other gay guy on the Carry On films. In with the little glasses. Yeah, I didn't realise what a raver he was. No. <laughs> when you start re- reading up on it, he was he. He made Frankie Howard look tame. Oh, and old, okay. old Frankie, old Frankie's got some skeletons in his cupboard. Yeah, they all. did him as well, didn't they? They did. Yeah, they always seemed to be a, a spate of them. Blooming egg! Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it, it's weird when you stuff watch stuff like the Carry On films. Um, don't get me started yet. I'm showing my age galloping galaxies. Kenneth Williams did the voice of hyper-intelligent spaceship computer, and that always got... They always... What? They was always bored. Galloping galaxies? I don't remember that one. No. I I, I always remember uh, Round the Horn. My Mm. granddad used to... Granddad used to think Round the Horn was brilliant. You know, and and then when you listen to Sandy, oh God, <laughs> when the stuff they were talking about in back uh, backslang was, was filthy. Oh yeah, oh backslang, can you remember that? Yeah. Jeez. That's not. Mm. That was that was a. Uh... Mm. that was back in eighties. No, just slightly. You've just made me think. I was watching a documentary the other day. Uh, you're talking about somebody that I never realised how he wasn't. When I find his name, you'll be all right. <laughs> it's always these. I've got a brain fart today. Seriously, big time. What's his name? Marty, I'm sure it's Marty Wild. Hmm. Young Frankenstein fan. Yeah, Marty Wilde. Yeah. I never realised that, you know, his affliction with his eyes. Yeah. I thought he was born like that. He wasn't. Really? Yeah, I was quite surprised. Um, He ended up having, I think it was either a hernia or something like that uh, problem. Right. After the operation, that's what happened to his eyes. His eyes ended up bulging out. Dear God, yeah. he, my, he he was such a funny bloke. I mean, Young Frankenstein's still one of my top ten films. Oh God, you're not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you are. Jay says it was a thyroid operation. Hmm. Yes, Round the Horn was sixty-five to sixty-eight. It was. Uh, it was very, it, that was cutting-edge humour. But I mean, that was the young ones of its time, to be yeah. honest. It was so close to the knuckle, really was. Saying that, the goons get some good uh, close-to-the-knuckle stuff in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course they do. Blimey, God. Major, God. Major Hugh J. Hampton and things like that, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Obviously, we're not as innocent now as they were back then. But mm. uh, Yeah, Marty Feldman. Yeah. Galloping, what is this Galloping Galaxies? It rings a bell, but I can't think of it. You know when someone rings a bell and... Mm. Let's, let's Google Foo. Oh, it was... Blimey, it was a kiddies. From the looks of it. Galloping Galaxies. 
1985 to 86. Two series, ten episodes, created by the creator of Rent-A-Ghost. Oh, Rent-A-Ghost. <laughs> I used to love Rent-A-Ghost. Oh, Rent-A-Ghost. Mike, the original I... one was the original series. Oh, yeah. It had to be yeah. the original. I think towards the end, it just got silly. Mm. But, the but the original Rental was... Ghost was brilliant. It was it was because it explained more about where Mr. Brown and all the rest of them came from, didn't mm. it? The original, because yeah. they were the neighbours of the guy who died and came back as a ghost. But it was a oh, now you've got me thinking nightmare. Do you remember that? Oh God, that was terrible. Yeah, but around the time when D and D was well, the yeah. big thing. I mean, our aim yeah. like that nightmare. Well, my younger brother used to watch it, so I had to do it. Mm. That's the one where walk forward three steps. That's the one. (laughs) Probably did more for getting people interested in computers than anything else. Oh, yeah. I mean, considering, what, we're at 84, 85, somewhere around there, wasn't it? It must have been. Grumpy, you are not kidding. Cook and Dudley Moore. (laughs) Old Clive and, uh, oh, what was he called? Oh, bro, Mo, there was no need for that, mate. Bless you. Oh, bless you. Big huggles and a fist bump. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Bless you. Bless you. No worries with that, mate. No worries. Honestly, <laughs> this is room for everyone. Room for this everyone. This is it. I mean, we, our Sunday show so damn eclectic. Hmm. Yeah. Not a problem. Into the Labyrinth with Ron Moody. Into the Labyrinth. That rings a bell. Yeah, that does. Yeah. Uh, to the Labyrinth. Mobro, we're doing wonderful. How are you, my dear friend? British TV series, HTV, ran between 1980 and 1982. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh series created by uh, <coughs> Peter Graham Scott and Bob Baker, who previously written several stories for Doctor Who. It was only ever shown... Uh, first series only was later shown in the United States as part of the Third Eye Science Fiction series on Nickelodeon. Vic, <sighs> just to let you know, our Aidan met Wurzel Gummidge. Oh, John Pertwee? Yeah, he met him as Wurzel Gummidge. <laughs> And Trapdoor. I love Trapdoor. Oh, Trapdoor. Trapdoor. There you go. Oh, that and the little spidery thing. Yeah. That I was awesome. It. Trapdoor was brilliant. But saying that, I love that, you know, so like your Danger Mouse. That, oh, that too era right. of animation. It was just some yeah, you, I mean, you got Danger Mouse, Count Duckula, Trapdoor, yep. all that lot. Oh, I was big fans. <laughs> there, was, uh, there was some absolute... I think the quality, because... Oh, God, fooey! Oh, too, right? <laughs> Is it Henry, the mild-mannered janitor? <laughs> Could be. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cartoon of Dungeons and Dragons was brilliant. Yeah. I still watch it now. With Venger and the Tiamat and all the rest of it, yeah. Oh, I used to love that. (laughs) 
Heartbeat. Heartbeat, yes. Tony, Morph. But I remember, what was it called now? Um, Vision On. Vision On. Yeah, Vision yeah. On. Now we're showing his age. Vision oh, On. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think Vic's old enough to remember that one. Yeah, Vision On. He'd have been a proper Ben back then. He'd been a real Ben back then. He, he would have been. I mean, on a Sunday it used to be, why don't you? Yeah. Then that seemed to sort of degenerate from England. It went across to Northern Ireland, didn't it? And it mm. was always the Northern Irish ones. Yeah. The flumps. Flumps. Oh, the yeah. little old lady. What was that one? Shorten um, and the wheelies. Shorten and the wheelies. How does she do that? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, little old lady. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Yeah, Poddington Peas. Oh, yeah. That was another one. I tell you Clock one that I used to really love. Ivor the Engine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello there, Mr. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was, uh, Clopper Castle? That was another one from the same that same area. God, that's going back a bit. <laughs> and then you can't beat the classics, the old Trumpton and them lot. What was the other one? There was Trumpton and the Camberwick Green. Camberwick Green. You, pew, Barley McGraw, Cuffle, Gruff. Grub. <laughs> and one of my all-time favourites as a kid, and I ended up buying the DVD of the full series, is Bagpuss. Yep. This is just time. so innocently beautiful about that. Not so long ago, lived a little girl called Emily. Emily. <laughs> 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 yeah, Chigwell. Number seventy-three. God, Down that really 73. is going back. Yeah, it's her now that does um, I, I, QI, isn't it? Yeah, Sandy Toxvig. Yeah. Blowing out. Down at number seventy-three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that one as well. Yeah. Chigwell, God. Swap so, shop, yeah. We were, but I was more of a Tiswas fan. I was a Sally James fan. Sod Tiswas. Well, yeah. <laughs> and check his oh, place pop on in week. Yeah. Check his place pop. What was that one thought? that um, Mike Reed used to do? Run around. Run around. That were it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, innocent times. Innocent. See, Rachel, you feel young now. Bless you, we've done our job. <laughs> but when you go back to it, I mean, there was like Jason the Wheel Warriors that came over from Canada. There was Ulysses 31, mm. Battle of the Planets. Which oh, was Battle my of the Planets was awesome. That was my first introduction to Japanese anime. I've still got, I've got the first season on uh, video. Oh, they were brilliant. <laughs> And yet, when you watch the Japanese and with the subtitled versions, they took some proper liberties with the the audio. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh bless you, bro. Fist bump. <laughs> He's ass looking. <laughs> I say, 
Little to the left, Mo. Little to the left. <laughs> Another oh, one man. that we've we've not mentioned, Mr. Ben. Always something a bit dodgy about a geezer that pops up in the changing room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Starfleet. Oh, Jerry Anderson, Starfleet. Do you yeah. remember that? Yes. Now, which, which one? Because there was the Brit one and yeah, then the, the, the American remake. Yeah, the British one. King Rolo. There's one I haven't heard of in years. No, I don't remember that one. Oh. That was... That was um, he was the happy fat king, wasn't he, King Rolo? The... I think there was more from that sort of stable, that stable, the company mm. recently. Um, they tend to be on Channel 5. But, oh, man, tis was. OTT, do you remember the balloon dance? Yeah. <laughs> Ray Brooks. Ray, Ray Brooks. Why is that name for oh, you? Monkey. Monkey. Potty Monkey. time. Can you remember potty time? Michael Benteen. Benteen's oh, yeah. potty time. But we're, we're getting out of some old ones here now. <laughs> that was norm. That was normally the last show, mm. wasn't it? On I think it was a Thursday night potty time. Yes, I remember. Can you remember Monkey? <laughs> oh, blimey! Black Country. You're right. Starfleet was the Japanese series. What was the one with Sergeant Zero? Terror Hawks. Terror that Hawks. was the Jerry Anderson one. Sorry, Black Country. Yeah, Monkey. Monkey. Jeez. Now, that one's based on some serious uh, Chinese legend. Mm. In, into the West, Monkey, yeah. Mm. Um, considered to be classic uh, literature. Really? Even. I never knew that. Yeah. So you get educated on here as well. Yeah, we try. <laughs> well, it was brilliant. I mean, that and uh, the water margin. Oh, yeah. I've never seen anything like those. Yeah, water margin. Yeah, you know, back yeah. in the 70s, the water margin just sort of, wow, mm. kung fu. <laughs> oh, the, uh, and to be honest, the water margin, still watchable now. Mm. Doesn't age. It's brilliant. I used to like, can you remember kung fu? Mm, David Carradine. Yeah. You know where that idea originally came from? Where? Bruce Lee. All right. That it was Bruce Lee's idea. Bruce Lee was supposed to star as uh, the Wanderer. Mm. And the American uh, TV company decided Carradine was a better choice. I never knew that. Always fascinated yeah. me the bit where he grabs hold of that, that big... Uh... Metal touring pot. with blooming coals in it and grabs hold of it and and then goes outside in the freezing cold. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, I saw the the a bit of the monkey remake on Netflix. I wasn't that impressed to be honest. It just didn't have the the same feel to it. Yeah, Bruce Lee wasn't in the original Green Hornet. He was the original Kato. Mm. Yeah, so I'm not Kato, that's um, Pink Panther. Um, oh, what was... Yeah, I know, he's sidekick. Yeah. We'll go for sidekick. I know what you're on about. I was never a big Green Hornet fan. 
No, it was always a bit 50s for my taste, but... Mm. Probably like it now, but... Uh, I don't time. know, the remake was pretty poor. Uh, no, it was Kato. Yeah, his, his name was Kato. Walking on rice paper without leaving a mark. Then you will be master. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, there really was some fantastic shows back then. Mm. You know, you got six million dollar man. Full guy. Yeah. I used to like Full Guy. Full Guy was brilliant. Mm. Barnet Woman. Oh. Yeah. And then we've got to have we've got to have Wonder Woman. She was absolutely gorgeous. How many times did you watch that just for the spin thinking, go on, fall out. Fall out. Uh, <laughs> honestly, her eyes. Where did your handbag go though? Exactly. Where did the handbag go? I didn't care, I never thought about that. Ooh, she was beautiful, that girl. What were her name now? Linda Carter. Linda Carter, that's it. Oh, what a beautiful girl. Sorry, mate. Cheryl, lad. Charlie's Angels beat her hands down. Oh, I don't know. I used to like Charlie's Angels. <laughs> she does still look fantastic now, Andy. You're not kidding. Yeah, I ain't seen her recently. Oh, Once she's... in uh, the remake of, um, uh, I've got Plumes of Hazard, uh, Dukes of Hazard. I'm sure she were in that. Yes, she was. Mm. Uh, she played uh, Jesse's friend, didn't mm. she? Do 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 do. Tell you what, I always preferred Blue Thunder over Airwolf. Yeah, I did. Funny enough, I thought Blue Thunder was better. It, it, I don't know, Airwolf just seemed... You knew when they hit the turbo, if they were going that fast, it would have ripped the bloody propel, uh, the blades off the top of the helicopter. <laughs> Street Orc, there yeah. was the ultimate in bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, easy, okay. Gav, easy. Yeah, Gav, I've got to admit, yeah. Had a lot there. Oh. Yeah, well, do you remember when Baywatch first came out? And it was like, Baywatch, it's crap, I don't care. <laughs> Is there a story? I hadn't noticed that. <laughs> Linda Carter was also in this. Ah, now, hold on. JR, I think that was Lucy L Lawless rather than. He's retracted Linda it, he's Carter. retracted. <laughs> uh, Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. No, the TV, the the series, it was the ding. Let's have a look. Spartacus TV series cast. Oh come on! Sod the gladiators and slaves, Romans. Lucy Lawless, yeah. Yeah, Lucy Lawless. She was uh, Lucretia. Yes, who'd have thought Xena would have got her puppies out on telly? <laughs> there you go. I never watched oh. that. Oh, don't. Mm. It was... There's not worse than getting your boobs mixed up. <laughs> there is a lot of... You can see why, though, because there's a lot of similarity between the two. Mm. But... Uh... Oh, 
Hephaestus, do you know something we don't? Hmm, I say. <laughs> yeah, he's got the full list. <laughs> he's got the full list and he's actually got the timestamps as well. <laughs> Easy. Easy. No need. Yeah, but true. Right. Haven't you found, though? I mean, do you remember when you were a school kid and there was like... You used to get sort of get the schoolboy network, and it was like so and so, no, 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 gets her boobs out, and no, 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 yeah, yeah, she does me, she does me. Big brother told me. Then the internet came along and killed that dead. Yeah, <laughs> it was no fun. Yeah, I mean, when we were kids, it was so like, yeah, you had to either watch it there and then or video it. <laughs> oh God, yeah, manimal. Now there was a series, mm. so over the top, but oh, mm. oh, Daisy Duke, yeah, Catherine, oh, Ringo's ex, isn't it? Is it? Sure is. Hold on. Or am I getting the Catherines mixed up there? Are you getting your booze mixed up again? No, uh, Daisy Duke, Daisy Duke, Catherine back, yeah. I'm sure she's Catherine Backey's Ringo Starr's ex. I can't remember. Catherine Back. Mine should have been... No, she can't be Ringo Starr's ex because she'd be too damn young. No, I thought that. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Get out. She married David Shaw, who was Angela Lansbury's stepson. Never watched that one, MacGyver. Did you ever watch that? Yeah, it was a, that was the one where he could work out anything. It was what's his face out of Stargate, mm. Dean, but the ultimate mullet. Mm. It, it just got a bit. Oh, Sweeney. See, I want a big fan of Sweeney. I was uh, professional. I loved the, no, I loved Sweeney. I, I was more professionals, me. Shoestring as well. Bodie and Doyle, I thought they were ace, and they drove around in Capri's. I mean, come on. Yeah, but the Sweeney had the Cortina. Yeah, but everyone had a Cortina around here. Yeah, but the Sweeney were hard. I mean, we were a pit village. You either had two cars around here, well, three cars. You either had a Cortina, a Granada, or you had a blooming Vauxhall Viva. Yep. <laughs> That's all that was round here. And he was sort of like, oh, no, he's got a Capri. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Richard Dean Anderson, that's the guy. Now that I mean, the Sweeney always topped it for me. That was brilliant. Look, um, I wasn't a big fan. It just didn't. It was too. <clears throat> that's what I liked about mm. it. There was a bit of bottle to it. Oh, what was that one with? It. Oh, what's his face? Sing the theme tune. Play the theme tune. He went off with um, Arthur Daly. Yeah, Minder. Minder, that were it. Mm. Sorry, it's my brain just went off on one there. You mean the geezer that ended up rolling around with uh, Ruler Lenska? Mm. Waterman, Dennis. Dennis, Waterman. Another yeah. one, can you remember Sapphire and Steel? Yep, oh yeah. <laughs> Joanna Lumley. Joanna Lumley. Uh, yeah. There's something about that sort of aloofness in that oh, that series. <laughs> oh, Miami Vice. 
Wasn't a fan. I enjoyed it more now than I did then. They're on about bringing that back, aren't they? Well, it worked for me, the remake. Mm. I thought it was great. Well, yeah, I wasn't that big a fan. I didn't mind Magnum P.I. At the time. That, was an, over, that was an overgrown kiddies show. It was like the A-team. Loads of bullets flying everywhere and nobody got hurt. Mash. Mash. Now, there's one I've been watching recently. They're just showing them all again on uh, Freeview on a night. So you get a couple of hours of Mash. I've been having a great time with that. Yeah, Mash was good. Never no. went to Cheers. Did you? No. no. Not my sense of humour. Mm. Strangely enough, though, and I know the show's being mentioned already, Are You Being Served was. <laughs> I used to like that, Are You Being Served. And Stuart says, We're like the likely lads. I take that as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely take that as a compliment. <laughs> Old man from Uncle, now you're talking. Yeah, now you're talking. Napoleon Solio, Solo and Ilya Kuryakin. Oh. He played, wasn't it him that was The Invisible Man? Yes. I thought that, yes. was, that were a really good series, that. Considering how old it was and when it was. Mm. For, I had, a, had a very similar feel to The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. 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 But not as camp as Man from Atlantis. No, that was... How many kids drowned because of that series? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, I've, I've watched Man from Atlantis as well. You know, it's amazing what you can find on some of the uh, streaming sites. And mm. Man from Atlantis. It's, it's, it's not bad. It's a bit up its own backside, but... It's better than Dallas. <laughs> Can you remember the Spider-Man TV series back in that era? Oh, God, yeah. Mm. I went to the cinema to watch, um, was it Eye of the Dragon, which was the first Spider-Man film. Mm. It was the same people in the film as it was in the, uh, the TV series. TV series. Mm. It was very camp, though. Oh, yeah. But bread. Bread. I, I want to be a model. <laughs> <laughs> Bread was a very clever, clever, even though it was comedy, it was very, very clever. You, you would struggle now to do that because it is a timepiece mm. of the 80s and how bad things were in, especially up north, how bad things were, especially with unemployment and things like that. It just really... Mm. The wheel yeah. dealing that people used to do and that. Yeah. Muppet Show. That's just a classic. Yeah. The 70s Muppet Show were brilliant. It was awesome. I still think it was, it, it's still clever. Clever, clever, clever how they did that. Now, that was a, a TV series that I enjoyed but didn't watch that much. It was Only Fools and Horses. I thought the early Only Fools and Horses was really good, but then after a while I got bored with it. I don't know, because it resonated. The, you remember the yuppie stage that mm. Del went through? Yeah, you know, that really resonated because there was loads of wannabes 
around God, here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it was just brilliant. Get some in. Power to the, the only, people. <laughs> the only way to get some out, and that's to get some in. <laughs> oh, Citizen Smith. Now, wasn't that... Uh, Next time, this time next year we'll be millionaires. We wish. Mm. We'll do with ten thousand subs. Subs, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's gonna happen ever? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. 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 Citizen Smith. That has dated. Mm. But it's the same as sort of Love Thy Neighbor and the rest of it. Yeah. And remember uh, Robin's. Robin's nest. Robin's nest. nest. Yes. Wasn't that the follow-up to... Uh... Oh. It was kind of, wasn't it? Because it was... I know what you're going to say. Love Thy Neighbour. Is it Love Thy Neighbour? No. Um... Oh, I'll Google through it. Robin's Cause... Nest wasn't the original, was it? No, Robin's Nest was the same characters. George and Mildred. Oh, that God. was the other spin-off. Yeah, George and Mildred. But wasn't that all part of the Live of Birds and... Man about the house, Man that was it. House. So he was the lead, the lead character, one of the characters out of Man about the house, and then mm. Robin's Nest. But oh, oh, good life, Felid, Felicity. Kendall's oh, good life. Bottom. I've got the complete series. Uh... Now, do you remember to the Manor Born? I do remember that. Yes. Now I always enjoyed that more than the Good Life. Hmm. Yeah, that was a home to roost. Mm. Yeah, it was all right. I never thought uh, Shaw did as as good a comedy as he did serious. Hmm. I, I loved Good Life. So I wanted to marry her, and I ended up dead. I did. I mean, like Hazel, Shoestring, Chinese Detective. Those I all loved. Hmm. You know, the, the BBC One crime drama. Mm. <laughs> On a Blackman. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> Home to Roost. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Well, is it, what was the other one? Who's the boss? Something like that. Well, that Selwyn, Selwyn Froggett. <laughs> oh, Selwyn. Old Selwyn's done. Da, 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 da. Oh, never mind. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, Selwyn Froggit. God. Yeah. Never oh. found. I, I wasn't allowed to watch Rising Damp. Me mum and dad didn't like it. Oh, my grandparents loved it. It was mm. brilliant. We used to get to watch it. Well, if, you've got to remember we're going back to the era where there were only three channels. And. Parents told oh, yeah. you what you was watching. So another one that I couldn't watch when we was kid was uh, Faulty Towers. No, Mom, I don't think I'd have got away with that. Mum and Dad didn't like that either. Plot on the landscape. Wow, that was superb. That was one of the best. I always wish they'd done the South African ones, though. I know they'd never get away with it on mm. telly, but the South African books by Tom Sharp are so funny. Oh God. Constable L's, he's just awesome. Right, Fallen Rise of Reginald Perrin, yeah. There was another one. Um, had Peter Davison in as a doctor. Very peculiar practice. Mm -hmm. 
Now, unless you watched, watched it first time around on BBC Two, you've probably never seen it because it, it never seemed to get repeated. But, oh, that was so good. Two programmes that are ringing my bell now, I'm just thinking. Can you remember Riley the Ace of Spies? Yes. With Sam Neill? Yeah. That was brilliant. And Tenko? Tenko was awesome. That was so gritty, though. I mean, mm. as a kid, it was just too much. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I also remember, was it... What was the one with the hotel that used to be on before Doctor Who, Tom Baker? I think it was Duchess of Duke Street. Okay, can't remember that. It was a sort of... Well, it was like a, a soap opera, but back in the 70s. Mm. But it was set in Victorian. She she was running this hotel. It, it was... I only I only remember ever seeing the cameo that appeared on the titles because Mum would always put the telly on in time for Tom Baker, mm. and obviously it needed a bit of time to warm up before. Yeah, yeah obviously, tellies used to have to warm up. Oh, uh. <laughs> don't just turn it straight on. Pictures funny, Mum. Leave it to warm up. <laughs> Red Dwarf and Black Arrow, awesome Classics. as always. I've and just recently you... watched um, Go Forth, the full series. I normally do round round November time. I always uh, watch Go Forth. Oh, I love Go Forth. I mean, the, going back to the audio books, the Red Dwarf books make fantastic audio books because mm. the third one, uh, Craig Charles reads, and Chris Barry does the first two. Blooming out Book Tower. Yes, I remember that. Tower. Mm. What was that? I've never seen that. It was a story thing. Well, like Jack and Ori. Not quite. Mm. Oh, man, I haven't heard that one for a long, long time. Well, Timmy, Endless are at Expo, so hopefully uh, they may have that Peaky Blinder mech kit. Mm. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That looked quite cool, though. Now, if you slip me a mark of tenner, we are prepared to sit on you for the length of Expo. <laughs> so you can't purchase said mod. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a great... The thought of Tom Baker reading stories. Oh, oh he's wow. so good. He really is. Now, do you Let's remember... face it, Tom Baker's a thespian actor, isn't he, really? Oh, God, is he... Do you remember him playing the vicar in uh, Life and Loves of a She-Devil? Mm. Yeah, that scarred me, that did. Tom Baker's tallywhacker across the screen. <laughs> he went from Doctor Who to Raging Pervert. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had to because he couldn't get much because they, they virtually had to boot him out from Doctor Who, didn't they? Oh, God, yeah. Poor lad. He was Doctor now, there's an autobiography I would like to read. Yeah, I would. I would love to read that. And he's and we've got to we've us. got to include one one of my Sunday favourites. Gling 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 da, 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 gling 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 Tales of the Unexpected. Oh God! I loved that. There was one of those that always stuck in my mind because it terrified me. And the guy had come to this big house and they were having this dinner party and they all turned out to be cannibals. And it just freaked me out. Mm. Completely ruined it for me. 
Cannibal Holocaust couldn't watch it because of that. I loved it. I, I the one that re- there's two that really stick out in in my head. Uh, one was the uh, gamble, and he had a Zippo lie to this lad, mm. and the guy bet him uh, that he couldn't strike it continuously ten times, and all he wanted was his finger. That was his trade, you know, I'll, I'll trade you a finger. So they tied him all down and that lot. I mean, they were only half an hour, 40 minutes long, these mm. things. And they tied his hand down and he's got the big axe ready to lob off it and he's just about to start doing And his wife runs in. Climax of the, the, the whole thing. His wife runs in. Stop, stop, don't gamble him, don't gamble him. And you see if her hands and she's got hardly any digits. Oh! <laughs> oh, no race. I mean, I was probably about eight. <laughs> you should have been in bed, young man. <laughs> I was brilliant. Oh, I, I used to love the Hammer House of Horrors as well. You know, the the the, the TV versions. You know, the mm-hmm. House of Blood and all that lot. <laughs> and the. <laughs> now you're showing your age. <laughs> I mean. Follyfoot Farm's the one that sticks in my head as well from the 70s. Oh, God, yeah, Follyfoot. Black Beauty. Oh, don't. Dun, dun, that, that music now still chokes <laughs> me up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I always think of when I hear that music? What? Ham. Luncheon ham sandwiches <laughs> with brown sauce on. Okay. Because that always came on at tea time. And whenever we went to me nan's, yeah, you either got tongue or ham, tongue, and it had HP. There were a choice. We could either have mustard or HP. And mustard were a bit fiery for me. So. (laughs) Oh, yes. Tom Baker was definitely in Sinbad. Mm -hmm. Yes, he was. Patrick Tout in the Miri series Box of Delights. Yes. That oh, that was bell. awesome. I'm glad somebody else remembers that. Is that Vic? Oh, bless you, sir. Yeah. What an absolutely brilliant series that was. It was it, it was based on a series of books, yeah? Mm. And it was basically the tale of good and evil. Some, some young kid had come home from boarding school and he bumps into a Punch and Judy man, which is Patrick Troughton. And it starts him on a, a range of adventures, but at the time, the special effects on BBC One yeah. were absolutely mind-blowing. Considering the age of it, though. Oh, it was super... It's one that I've always wanted to get hold of, you know, video or, or DVD, and you just can't get it. Oh, Troughton was epic in it. He was so good. Mm. He, he was... He was almost... In fact, I'd, I'd say he was up there. Very similar feel to Capaldi's Doctor. Mm. Very. Seemed nice, but there was always an air of menace to him. Mm. Yeah, I always got that from Capaldi's Doctor. Yeah. But to Troughton in that, oh, if you get a chance, really, if you do, it's superb. I've Set always liked Trout, though. I think he's a great actor. Really do. There was just something about him. I mean, I watched Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger last night. Uh, Patrick Troughton plays the Greek uh, philosopher that takes him up to Hyperborea in that. Mm. 
Oh, oh superb. Really was. I mean, you've always got to remember, Trout did a big thing. He really did. Well, Doctor Who, you think about it. There was never a regeneration until Trout. What shoes True. to fill? Oh, yeah. Arnold's shoes. But he took it a completely different way, didn't yeah. he? And I always... Out of all, all the regenerations, nothing can be the first. <clears throat> and it, the, the first is the make or break. And depending on how good you were, depending if you could carry it on for the next generations, and obviously he did. See, I always loved the reboots, regenerations, though. They became more of a spectacular. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Tom Baker's reboot into uh, Peter Davison was yeah. pretty damn spectacular. Mm. But it was nowhere near uh, where he turns into, tra- into uh, Tenant or... In fact, Matt Smith, that's probably my favourite regeneration. Oh, I don't know. Tenant was... I don't want to go. Yeah, but I, I reenact that. Honestly, I reenact that scene every single morning just before I leave to go to work. <laughs> I've got it off perfectly, honestly. I just don't want to go. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Matt Smith's where Amy comes down the stairs as a little girl. Goes oh. up the stairs as a little girl and then comes down. Oh, yeah. Oh, and but... I have to say, a close second after that is Capaldi's. Yeah, Capaldi's was good. I thought Capaldi's speech was awesome. It actually beat Tenant for me. Mm. That's an interesting thought, that, Stuart. All these memories stored in our brains. I just wonder how many terabytes of storage our human brains really have. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) I told you, I've warned people before, my head's like a library. It really is. Oh, oh so, I mean, that would be an interesting show. What's that? Well, just uh, memorable sort of final episodes, because we've, we've watched some TV over the years, mm-hmm. surely between us. So you've got like the, the memorable episodes. So you've got the, the, the shower dream in Dallas, you know, with the... No, uh, nah, well, neither did I, but... I was using That's something not, not, that not was exactly Fox popular. Yeah, but who shot JR? Come on, even you can remember the, the hysteria that oh, surrounded God, they were, that. Oh, God, that was crazy, that. And then it was all a dream. <laughs> yeah, Bobby's dream. It was mad. You know, next, uh, you'll, next you'll be wanting to talk about Emmerdale Farm when it was Emmerdale Farm. <laughs> with Mr. Wilkes. With Mr. Wilkes. <laughs> Amos and Mr. Wilkes, granddad. Joe, Jack, Matt, Dolly, Grandad. Uh, Don't forget Grandad. Yeah. Full of dead ends and corridors. I know that feeling, Vic. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> you just get what you think is a really interesting thread when you're casting. It's always the same, isn't it? You get something in your head, you think, yeah, that'd be really interesting. Let's talk about it. Bump dead. Oh, it just disappears. No. <laughs> Next, you'd be telling me not landing. <laughs> God. Oh, Sally I, loved my sister. Oh, she was a fanatic for not landing. 
can never no soap operas are never something that have interested me soap operas have never interested me to be honest with you yeah we had to be watched crossroads crossroads <laughs> motel ding 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 <laughs> see uh, I, I benny and miss diane you knew it was going to end badly yeah <laughs> I mean, come on, Crossroads. Huey McPhee, the oh, chef. He was the chef, wasn't he? You've got Sandy who's trundling around like a cut-priced Dalek for most episodes. <laughs> I mean, saying that, and, and on a serious note, I think that was the first time somebody with a disability was actually on the screens, wasn't mm. it? If you're going to compare Crossroads, I'd rather British Empire. Oh, God, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Britas, Mr. Britas. <laughs> oh, Charlie Chan. Yeah. The old 50s movies, they used to show them about six o'clock on BBC Two. Oh, that, that's going back a bit as well. Falcon Crest, no. No. Britass Empire was brilliant. Brilliant. Everybody knew a Britass, though, didn't we? Oh, yeah. You know, the guy who, who, whose art's in the right place, he's the company's man, but he's a complete tosser. <laughs> and when you think about it, it was almost based on Faulty Towers. Almost, yeah. Almost. He, he, he was wasn't very as aggressive. No, no, he wasn't nowhere near as aggressive, but very similar. Hmm. Now, what was the other one? Oh, there was around. Oh, brush strokes. That was another one I used to really enjoy. Willis. Don't you remember brush strokes? Yeah. Were you looking at Willis? No, that was different strokes. Oh, that was different strokes. Oh, brush strokes. Because, because of, of you. These things I do. He was Texas yeah. Midnight Runner singer did the theme tune. <clears throat> yeah, it was the the uh, cheeky chappy painter, wasn't it, Jacko? Yeah, oh, I mean that. Yeah, that was good. That I had the serious hots for the Geordie bird that uh, played the secretary. Oh, mind saying that our friends in the north. Do you remember that? Our friends in the north. Yes, I do remember it. I didn't really watch it though. Well, that was Craig Daniels, one of Craig Daniels' biggest TV hits, wasn't it? Yeah. Didn't he play the... Uh, I'm trying to think now. Was he the politician? I can't remember. Boone. Oh, Boone. Oh, that were a good one. <laughs> now, if you're talking theme tunes, that's a classic. hi Silver. Mm. That was awesome. That's that's another one where Shelley was brilliant as yeah, well. Yeah, Shelley. Blooming heck. In his bags <clears throat> under his eyes. What was his name? Hugh Bennett. Yeah. Lovejoy. Oh, I used to love Lovejoy. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of that. I was a massive fan of Lovejoy. We used to like watching uh, Never the Twain. Yes. That oh, was They were Simon, wasn't it? That was the name of the character. The posh, mm. There was the posh one, and then there was... Uh, the Welsh guy, what do you call yeah. him? Him out of Aynar Fartman. Yeah. Now, Brushstrokes wasn't Michael Elphick. Boom was Michael Elphick. Yeah. yeah. 
Alfred's own pet was the first sort of dra- comedy drama I watched. Yeah. Windsor Davis. That was it. Windsor Davis, yes. And Donald Swindon. <laughs> Swindon, yeah. Windsor, lovely boy. Oh, you lovely boy. <laughs> <laughs> Whispering grass. Oh, Do God, yeah. don't need to know. <laughs> Vanderbilt. Now, if we... Again, if we're getting back to great theme tunes, Harry's Game. Oh, yeah. I lo- yeah. I still love that tune. Mm. Children are nearly... <laughs> now, are we talking the... Are we talking the kids? Are we talking the kittens here? Because if the kittens are hungry, then the kids are at risk. <laughs> <laughs> Vandervel. That that's really is a song for the early 80s, isn't it, Vandervel? Oh, God, yeah. God. I've just had a Hofmeister advert flash through my head then. <laughs> oh, the kids can wait, Rachel. <laughs> as long as the animals are all right. <laughs> God, she's getting a birthday the Friday before Expo. What more does she want? Mm. <laughs> Oh, Triangle. That was BBC. Oh, that yeah, was... Triangle. I remember that. That was the that was the early evening. Uh... Yeah. In fact, an Eden line. That was another one. Mm. That was Sundays, wasn't it? Yeah. That were a corking theme tune at all. What, Triangle? No, the Eden line. Oh, the Eden line, yeah. Yeah. God. Howard's End. Uh, yeah. Howard's Way. Howard's, Howard's Way, way that's yeah. It. No, Rich, rich folk building boats. <laughs> yeah. White horses. God. They always used to play that school holidays. Blooming it was that... Heidi. Oh, Remember no, that Heidi. freaked me out. <laughs> no child should be that happy. Wow. Cat's eyes. Leslie Ash. And who was the other one? Oh. Always had a bubble perm, brunette. She was gorgeous. Cat's eyes was brilliant. Oh, I'm gonna have to look this up now. <laughs> we are Leslie seriously Ash. jogging people's memories here. <laughs> Leslie Ash. Oh, she did terrible things to the front of my childhood shorts. Yes. That size. Here we go, and it was it was ding ding ding. Spin off from the gentle touch. That was it. Jill Gascoigne. Oh, oh. no, was it Leslie? Actually, Glynis Gas. Uh, Glynis Davis. Glynis Davis. No, Leslie Ash, Fred Smith, streetwise computer expert. What a crap way of describing that character. <laughs> Glynis Davis was, um, oh, what was, what was Glynis Davis? I know the one you're thinking of. I just can't remember the name of the damn Glynis Davis. Glynis, Glynis, no, that's not the one I'm thinking of.
No, that's not her either, because she's not half as good as she should be. It was the American and the Brit. They were mm. cops. She had the platinum blonde bob. Absolutely stunning. Oh, yes. There was the... Yeah. I can't think what that was called. Kenny and Makepeace. Something like that, oh, wasn't it? wasn't... Wasn't Cagney? It was uh, something to make peace, wasn't it? Dempsey. Dempsey and make peace. Dempsey that was and it. Make peace. Oh. <laughs> Des, I know, mate. It's great because then, <laughs> in the job I'm in, if somebody ever googles me, all they're gonna see is pictures of some seventies actors. It's brilliant. Glennis Barber. That's it. The Waltons. Yeah. I used to enjoy the Waltons. I preferred Little House on the Prairie. No, that was too pink and fluffy. Oh, well, I mean, I was a kid. I liked pink and fluffy. Mm. <laughs> it was Jim Bob with the mole. He was a mole. Mole. Mole, mole, mole. Mole, mole. mole. <laughs> yeah, but when you read, again, when you go behind the scenes on the Waltons, there was all sorts going off. There was mm-hmm. a Playboy centrefold. Uh, Mum was an alky. Hill Street Blues, yeah. Ah, oh, the theme tune. Love that theme tune. Mm. And I also used to like Taxi as well. Taxi was brilliant. Equalizer had a much better theme tune though. Mm. I like the equalizer that uh, Ewai Woo Woo were in. What the remake? No, the Edward Woodward. Oh, the Edward Woodward. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Mm. Oh, it's got to be the original. Yeah, I love Stuart, that. Stuart Copeland did the uh, music for that. Mm. Taxi. Now, who was the redhead in Taxi? Because she was gorgeous. I blame her for my uh, fixation with redheads. Oh... Because that was Danny DeVito's big one, wasn't it? Yeah, Danny DeVito and also uh, Lloyd. Mm. You know, Doc. You know, Marty! Marty! Yeah, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd is, was his first one, I think. Ah, uh, here taxi. we are. Taxi, taxi, taxi. Mark Cass. calling Arson. Come in, Arson. Man, I don't know. Mark calling fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, here we go. Uh, is it Mary Lou? Ha- yeah, that's her. Mm. Mary Lucy Denise Henner. Oh. I say. I say, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I think we have done pretty well talking about our retro TV shows. I can't believe it's 20 past four. Jesus. <laughs> I've got tea to do and a report to finish. Uh, That's not good. Why did Why did you let us go on so long, young man? Because it was so good. It was so good. <laughs> Married with children. Yep. That was awesome. It was yeah. so funny. The problem is I, I could name at least three families who were actually like that. <laughs> See, the thing is, though, a lot of the 80s 
comedy would not be able to be shown now. Oh, it's no fun. Mm. Order a takeaway stick. No, I've promised the wife pork. All right, easy tiger. (laughs) I promised the wife pork. (laughs) Yes, with apples and cider. Mm. (laughs) Pork and cider, you can't beat it. Yes, I have, Vic. Whether she accepts it is another thing altogether. <laughs> you can have a nice bit of crackling as well. If I'm lucky, yes. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody's picked up on the pork insider yet. <laughs> I think they are. I think they have. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. A bit of drunk pork. Oh, yes, Timmy. Oh, yes. Oi, easy on the chipolata, Stuart. Easy on the chipolata. (laughs) (sighs) Right, let's wind this one up before it goes any further. Yes, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Everybody that's joined us, thank you so much. You have got the old neurons firing this afternoon. There's been some names on there I haven't seen in years when it came to the TV stuff. Vic, thank you so much for joining us. Mo, mate, really appreciate that. Honestly. Really do, yeah. That is something special. Bless you. I owe you a pint for that one, mate. Mm. Not this time around, because I know you're not going, but uh, hopefully May. Yeah, hopefully May we'll see you. That'd be awesome. Indeed. We'll, we'll bring our uh, little glow sticks and we can have a little little scoot. Yeah. I want to get him up. No, I've decided I want to get him up main stage so he can do windmills. Doing his helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> Brings a whole new meaning to the meat raffle. Oh. <laughs> hey, chicken in the basket. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Bless you. Oh, oh dear. Right, oh, I'm gonna I'm going to wrap this one up then. Please do. Steve, thank you so much. It's been absolutely brilliant. Guys, just to let you know there won't be a Tales from the Home next Sunday because we will be at Expo. If you are at Expo, please, please, please come and say hello to us. We are very, very friendly. If we you are. want us to buy it, we will, but and we... Just remember to give us the safe word. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I really can't wait. Don't forget, there's going to be an home service on Thursday where we'll be doing sort of like an expo type special, telling you what things to do, where to go, and things like that. Hopefully, we'll get the map up and things like that. And all that like to tell people where to go. Yeah, I'm sure. All this time. It... And you never told me I can tell people where to go. Yeah, you were allowed. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> right, say goodbye to the beautiful people. Bye-bye, beautiful people. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye, and we'll see you all on Thursday. And then everybody at Expo, we'll see you then. Bye. Oh, yes. Bye. Bye.
BFG won't sit on anybody's lap.